Hey, I'm your host, Sean Saxon, and thanks for coming to watch the fourth episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. I'm not going to hold your time for too long, just have a few quick things to say before it gets started. First off, I immediately started off the podcast by calling Professor Viral my host rather than my guest. That was a mistake, and it means nothing. <laughs> you know it's going to go well when we start with something like that. This interview was streamed live on twitch.tv slash Sean Saxon. I stream the recordings of every single interview on there, and if you're in chat, you get to ask questions of the person I'm interviewing yourself. It makes it a lot more fun to have people there watching and, uh, well, listening along, I guess. And uh, at the end, when I take audience questions, it's always so great to see what you guys want to ask, because you guys always come up with stuff I don't, like what color of construction paper the guest likes. Because why would I come up with that? Because that's a dumb question, but I asked it anyways. I'm just joking. It's only kind of a really dumb question. If you really love the Create Stuff podcast and you want to support it, check out my Patreon in the link in the description. I really appreciate that your, your support, even just a dollar a month, is like seriously so helpful to me and knowing that I can make something out of this. But hey, if you don't want to do that, you can always help me by just liking and commenting and subscribing. Seriously, it helps so much in the algorithm to have all of that happen. And if you subscribe, you get to see when the next episode comes out. And trust me, fifth episode is going to be a really fun one, just like this one was. I won't hold your time for any longer. Keep in mind that anything mentioned in the podcast is linked in the description. And enjoy the fourth episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. Welcome to episode four of the Create Stuff Podcast. Today, my host is video essayist and anime ana analysis, uh, Professor Viral. Hello. How, how, I was going to say, how's everyone doing? But um, it, it's just, you know, two people. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. Oh. <laughs> I'm great okay. at intros, if you can't tell. <laughs> Your videos uh, make it look like you're pretty good at them, I would say. Uh, I, that's like the tenth attempt. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I have to record the in, the like the pre uh, post it recording intro intros for these so many times. Oh, I can't speak. Okay, yep. can't speak. He says, "The man who's running a podcast." Let's go. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna get right into this. So okay. you make video essays, right? What would you define as a video essay? Or how would you define it in your own words? Oh, um, I actually haven't thought about it much. Um, because I actually, like, anytime I was asked, like, formally for school, like, write an essay, it was, like, the worst experience of my entire life. And that really? was just, like, four pages. And now I write, like, ten of them for fun, like, on a daily basis. Um, really? That surprises me. I guess, I guess, I, maybe, like... It's, it's weird because it's it's very broad, but I guess like anything where you're, where you're kind of like making a point with evidence, whether it's like argumentative or just like informative in some way. Um, <laughs> I, I'm guess I'm kind of using like a debate style definition there. Um, but but pretty pretty much anything of like a decent length where where I think you're you're trying to like get a point across as a, as my vague terrible definition. No, <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean. I totally agree. So you mostly focus on analyzing anime from a psychological philosoph and philosophical perspective, right? What made you get into that as your channel's main thing? Oh man, it um actually I, I'm trying to like remember when that would have started because it, it definitely like my first few videos were very technical. Like it was very much like this this character should have been a, a hero rather than a villain, or like this is why I think this worked. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it was when I started, it was probably Psychopaths, honestly, where it was the first time I was like, it might've been the, a video discussing the civil system from Psychopaths it was kind of the first time where I, where I sat down and went, okay, rather than like trying to make a point I feel about this anime, 
I should look at it through through a lens of someone else's ideas, whether it's it's philosophical, psychological, or historical, and say, like, can we consider this action right? Like, that's the first time I, I've had a point like that in a video. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it was just like, I just wanted to talk about anime, and then over time, like, uh, congruent with starting a channel, um, I just gained that interest into these kind of, into those, like, philosophical insights. Um, so it just kind of like was like a melding of interests, really. Okay, interesting. Did you have any interest in philosophy beforehand? I had absolutely none. Um, I actually, Seriously? yeah, like up until um, maybe I was like twenty. Um, I looked at the the world in a very um, very concrete way. Like I, I was very scientifically minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that like psycholo- uh, psychology or even aspects of uh, philosophy aren't scientific, but the best way I can describe it is back then I wanted to ask what the world was. And now I want to ask why the world is. Um, oh, that's interesting. So like, I, I guess I, I was taking my first semester of classes in college. Um, and... <laughs> I registered late, so I only had one general elective I could take, which was Intro to Ethics for Ethical Philosophy. And that was the first time, like, I sat down in a classroom and, like, someone had, like, explained what this stuff was. And he he said pretty much, like, every movie you love or script that was written that you love, someone who worked on that took a course like this. And as I was going through it, uh, I had always kind of in the back of my mind been writing my own stories, I, I guess, like a lot of people do. Uh, and it, like it started to influence those. And I saw it as like, wow, this, this is interesting. He was right. Like this, it creates like a deeper meaning to what I've been thinking of. Like I, I can put my feelings into those, those stories. Um, really? So like that, that first course is kind of what like sparked it for me where I was like, this is what, this is something of the world I've never seen that I cannot get enough of now. Interesting. I might have to take an intro to ethics class in college at some point then. It's, it's interesting. interesting. Um, it, it's very dependent on the professor, though. Like, mine was just, he, he was kind of insane. Uh, <laughs> so it was very interesting because he was off the walls. <laughs> he, he spent an entire course talking about, or an entire 40 minutes talking about bolognese once. What is that? It's like a, 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 a pasta sauce with meat in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. Interesting. You gotta be a little bit crazy to get a get a degree in ethics. To be fair, oh my, oh my God, yes. The the more you get to it, the more you just slowly start to think I might just be insane. <laughs> okay, so what is your general script writing slash video creation method? What is your process? Um, mostly crying like seven times. Um, a couple mental breakdowns. Now, um, it's um. <laughs> It's it's weird because it very much starts with um, watching the anime and taking notes on it. So like I'll, I'll generally just be like, you know, uh, this is what I've been recommended, or this is something that looks interesting, and I'll sit down um, and try to go into it as blindly as possible and say like, I'm just going to take notes on what's happening, why I think it might be happening, what uh, ideas or concepts it might be covering, and then kind of like, there's always not always, but usually like an aha moment where I'm like, that's a topic. It feels like everything's been leading to this. Everything's been playing into it. I could talk about this. Um, so once I get into like that idea, um, from there, there's a little bit of um, 
I'll like, you know, finish the anime, obviously go through like, um, collect all the points I thought, uh, worked with that. Uh, from there, I will condense those into an outline. Uh, so I'll go through with like my notes on one screen, uh, a new page on the other. And I probably go through maybe like five outlines before I get one that's right. And they're all in one document. So it's just a mess of like heading one outline, heading two, the real outline, heading three, look at this one, not the other ones. <laughs> and like, I I, I, like I've done strike through on some stuff that I've moved to the next one as I'm like, it's, it's a process of like reorganizing mostly so I can like keep my thoughts in like a good, good order and present them in a way that I feel, you know, um, has its own flow and, and, and own uh, pull to, to wanting to watch it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, if there's anything I think I don't know enough about or that I wanted to explore um, and learn about with the, the audience, I'll go ahead and, and, you know, do any research on that. So it's, um, like, for some of the Black Lagoon videos, it was like, okay, a lot of this character is, like, for Balalaika from Black Lagoon, is a lot of her character is Soviet history. So I, you know, went through and, and watched a few documentaries on it, read a few different articles or news headlines or news articles from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so depending on the topic, there's also like a bit of research that comes in, into play, like the same time as the outline. Okay, interesting. So from from the outlines, um, there it's 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 um pretty much onto scripting like occasionally if i feel very strongly about the topic i'll make a thumbnail um and be like i'm confident i feel like doing this because i I, like genuinely really enjoy doing the the graphic stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, but normally it's just like right onto the script and that is always the most interesting process because i i very much write in like a mind flow kind of way so it's like all or nothing It's, it's normally like okay i'm sitting down I have nothing to do for four hours. Everything that's in my brain is coming out right now based on this outline. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's like, hey, like I remember for talking about Code Geass, I started two scripts and got, you know, like a, a good six pages, which is kind of like the lower end of my scripts and just kind of went like after reading through it, I, I don't enjoy any of this. And I, I started a new one and then I did it again and like eventually got it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's almost like hard to describe the process um <laughs> i just you described like, it pretty well i got i gotta be honest <laughs> so about how many times would you say like on average you have to go through like how many times do you have to change your outline or your script before you have one that you're happy with oh god um, it's, it's very dependent on the video topic like psycho pass um i've just seen it and, and talked about it with people for so long and so many times but like I can sit down and write something and feel very confident because I'm able to just go through the anime and like focus on exactly what I need to instead of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some like this is this is never even a video I made, but I wanted to talk about uh, Legacy from Beastars for a while, and I seriously have on my Google Drive like a, a script titled Beastars Take Five. And it's not finished either. Um, so, like, depending on the topic or, or even just, like, how, you know, my life is going at that point, it can be, like, upwards of, like, occasionally four times before I actually get something where I'm, like, this is something I feel comfortable making a video with. 
Interesting. Is it ever frustrating to have to start over? Oh my god, yes. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's it's like especially like I'll get to the end and it's like oh, I don't like this, but I'm so bad with editing because of that like mind flow of like this is what I'm writing, this is what's in my head next. I'm going to try to maintain that thought. And then I get there and then that one is this very like chain of events and once I'm out of that mindset, I kind of like lose it. Um, like it's, it's weird, but, uh, with writing specifically and a few other things, I definitely have moments of like some moments of clarity versus some moments of not clarity where, uh, in four hours, depending on the mindset, I can either write one page or 15 pages. Uh-huh. Uh, so sometimes I'll go back and look at it when I'm not in that mindset and hate it. And it's just like my only option with how I write is, is pretty much just to restart. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, interesting. So, why do you use outlines? That's actually, um, for, I only started using them, um, like, maybe within, like, the past four months. Because I definitely didn't when I talked about, um, Evangelion when I came back. Mm -hmm. Um, but... I started it with, I forget what topic it was, but there was, it might have been one of the historical uh, videos because I was very much like, this is just a lot of information that I, I have to like make sure I cover. Um, uh -huh. And like finally doing that for like one of the first times, it was, it was this feeling of like, I don't have to use everything in here, but I at least have like all my thoughts in a good space. So rather than relying on one of those like moments of clarity or, or like writing mindsets, I kind of have two of them where I have these old ideas I can meld in with new ideas. Um, or just, like, if I'm not in that mindset, it can help me get back into it, because I, I have all this stuff in front of me. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a more recent thing, but it definitely is very much a, like, my memory is terrible, so it's making sure I get everything kind of a thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. Interesting, interesting. So do you watch an anime multiple times before you write on it? I... I try not to just for time constraints, mm -hmm. but there are definitely some that I have. Um, like Steins Gate, I watched twice before I did. Um, oh, Gios, I, I watched two times before I did. Um, Psychopaths in Tokyo Ghoul, I watched two times before I did. Same thing with Akamega Kill. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I normally don't go over two for the first video. Um... But if, if I have something I feel strongly enough that I think is like, I can go through again, get points for this, and this will be a very good video, I, I have done it occasionally. But, but normally I try to keep it for one just for time. Okay, interesting. Uh, but then on every consecutive pass of like a, I make a new video, I generally watch it again. <laughs> okay, interesting, interesting. So what like programs do you use to make your videos? Uh, for um, scripting and outlining, I just use like Google Docs, you know, not, nothing special there. Um, for audio recording, I use Audacity um, just because this, this is actually an interesting uh, bit of the channel's history. Um, when it started, I was actually doing like random variety gaming stuff with a friend, just like at 18, like in his house. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um. So we, we were broke and just kind of went like, oh, hey, Audacity's free. We can use that to record. Let's do it. 
<laughs> and I've just never stopped using it since. <laughs> it's a classic, man. I mean, if it's oh, free yeah. and it works, why not use it? Yeah, and it's it's so like you know for doing something as basic as I have to do of just like recording my voice, it's great. Um, mm -hmm. and then my editing itself is all done in Premiere. And there's there's not too much special going on there. Like I I have like a few like you know, like weird um shortcuts I made, but it, all pretty standard stuff I think. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. What kind of equipment do you use? Oh man, I um <laughs> um when I, whenever I was um started working after graduating college, I had a little bit more money, so my setup has gotten a little bit more advanced for. Uh, um, recording, uh, I have a, just like a pretty basic camcorder I got a few years ago, uh, which I actually have right here. Um, so it's a Canon Vixia HF R600. Um, so it, it's, it's a very like basic model. It doesn't do, uh, too much. Um, but it, it was on sale a couple of years ago. It, it has HD. So it was basically like, all right, everything I need. Mm -hmm. Um, I just have like a basic tripod for that. That's kind of like sat up, um, behind my monitors here. So I can just like stay where I'm sitting and go ahead and talk at the camera there um a couple of soft boxes which i don't remember the specific brand or like wattage or anything um that are up like behind my desk that i can just like reach over and turn on and then a few led panels to go ahead and light everything up behind me um and then for my microphone i have uh it's a HyperX solo cast uh, so it's very much one of their most basic models. Like it just has like a press button for mute on and off, and no like mixer or anything. Uh, but it, it's a very clear, consistent audio from like everything I've used. Uh, it's about like fifty dollars. So for for a very basic mic, it was definitely like a huge upgrade for me. Mm -hmm. It's a really good price too. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like looking at other. I was like, oh my god, I need to buy this. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it was it was very very much an upgrade from my Guitar Hero Origins. Mm -hmm. So that Guitar Hero mic you mentioned that you used yeah. to use, do you happen to have it anywhere nearby? I I do have it. I I actually have it. Uh, luckily enough, right here. Uh, <laughs> what I don't a coincidence! Have the, what a coincidence! <laughs> 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 I do not have the Frappuccino bottle that it used to sit in, but I do have it. Okay, can we hear? Uh, can we hear how it sounds real quick? <laughs> yes, I I immediately like the first time I went back and and like checked out an old video when I upgraded. I was like, oh my god, how did I do this to people for two years? <laughs> um, actually, God, I guess it's like five years now. Jeez. Um, but I will switch over right now. So this is me speaking oh, wow. into the Guitar Hero mic. Oh my gosh, that is a, oh wow, that is such a noticeable change. Well, let me turn you up on Discord. Okay, <laughs> going? Uh, yeah, so th this is me speaking into a Guitar Hero World Tour microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as I thought it'd be, I gotta be honest. Yeah, it's, it's like, I remember whenever I first was doing content, people were like, oh, your audio is like decent enough. And I was like, it's a Guitar Hero mic, so <laughs> that's cool, I guess. <laughs> actually, it actually sounds pretty good. I gotta be honest; it's really not that bad. Like, it's a little bit, a little bit echoey. But besides that, yeah, it's better than you would think. Yeah, really. Okay. I guess You're... I should swap back over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't need to do the whole rest of the interview like this. It's not that good. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm leaned back a bit. 
um, so my audio is not too loud, so you can adjust for a second. Um, oh, I appreciate that. I definitely <laughs> forgot about that. Okay, uh, you're good now. I am back to the, the nice, clear, smooth voice microphone. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so for do you have any uh, advice for anybody else who currently makes video essays or is looking to get into making them? I I, I definitely do. Um, like obviously, like talking about the the setup is a good point too. Where it's like, uh, like whenever I was actually um, getting the microphone, I, I have it sitting right next to some of the old like lighting equipment I have too, which is like. It was just a light bulb and a cardboard box and tinfoil to like uh, give like a better lighting effect and like a, the cheap tripod, like the the old microphone. Um, uh-huh. Although like YouTube has definitely grown and it like most people, maybe even just starting out, have a much better quality than they used to. Um, although it sucks, you can definitely make it work with um, what minimal you have if the content is there. Okay, um, interesting. And one of my other big things as well, because that's very technical, um, something I've recommended to everyone who's ever asked me to make content or like if they were getting into it since they know that I do is before you publish anything or I'd say even maybe like get the channel set up or like, uh, you know, make the email that goes along with it or anything is make like four or five of whatever content you're producing. Like for me, like if you're making video essays, I'd make a bit a little bit longer so maybe like three or four of them before you post anything because the first one isn't going to do well and you're going to get disheartened but when you have others that you can put up and keep going it's a little bit more incentive to say okay you know i'm not immediately disheartened so it's not coming through in my next video i still have something else i can put up while i'm working on other stuff you get a little bit ahead from the start um, and it really just helps with that setup of like your first video not doing well because no one's really does well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, that's actually some really good advice. I've never thought of it that way. Do you have any it's other? It's something like, that took me a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any other uh, tips or tricks that, for people to like uh, that people can easily do to improve their audio quality, like putting pillows in the corners mm-hmm. of your room, for example, to absorb sound? Um. The, one of the ones I did for the longest time, especially when I had my microphone sitting like in something on my desk uh, or like even if you have like a because now I have like a mic stand um, or a, um, a like microphone arm too, is like if you're going to be using a keyboard or you have like a habit of putting your hands on the desk or something uh, like for a while, anytime I'm doing something where I like I'm using my keyboard and mouse um, while recording a video. One of the things I always do if I'm going to like have my hands on my desk or near my mic in any way is to help isolate any like excess sounds from like the surface your mic is on or close to is like put a keyboard under your um, mouse pad or put a a keyboard under your mouse pad. Oh, my God. Put a towel like a hand towel under your mouse pad or under your keyboard or like under your microphone stand. Like so like in a way it's still stable, but it provides an extra bit of padding. So those vibrations aren't going to be picked up as much. Interesting. Okay, that's a good idea. I actually have a pillow under my my microphone right now, so I'm speaking pretty much directly into it. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's another, like, I I don't have, like, a a large enough stand, and I don't like to have the uh, arm down in in videos. Um, So I literally have my, like, my small microphone stand sitting on top of one of those little tiny desktop storage bins that you can Mm -hmm. get with, like, three drawers. 
Um, and I just put it out of frame. And that's one of the things I took from stage crew, which I did in high school, into um, like video production, which is everything out of frame can look terrible. It can be made out of sandpaper, or it can, it can be made out of tissue paper, standing on a house of cards. It doesn't matter because they'll never see it. So mm-hmm. as long as it works, you can get away with it. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. That's some good advice. So, are you a sub or a dub guy? I, uh, asking the controversial questions. Oh yeah, this is important. I might end um, the interview right here, depending on your answer. Oh... <laughs> uh. Um, I am a pineapple on dubs guy. <laughs> oh, just to bring other controversial issues into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm about to get canceled on Twitter for having you on my podcast. I swear. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, yeah, I I am a dub person. Um, just because. I feel like it, it makes the clip selection, which is, you know, like if your video features just like clips of the anime, it makes it look a little bit cleaner. Although there is a benefit to having directly what's being said on screen. Um, but I prefer that clean look and then like playing very small snippets of the character speaking when needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also just for me, like watching it. I'm very much a, um, like a, I do much better with, um like having an uh audio experience and a visual experience like one of my teachers in high school who i loved was very much like you don't have to look at me when i'm talking as long as you're listening that's all i care about so like we could sit there and like sketch like something out while she's talking or whatever and she understood that like as long as you can listen you can still take in what's going on mm-hmm. so it's just like uh, from a re- uh, review perspective it lets me kind of take in the visuals and anything that's being said or spoken or anything audio uh, at the same time rather than focusing on the subtitles. Okay, interesting. I actually, like, heavily prefer dubs in videos. Uh, Of course, out of videos, I'm not such a loser as to actually watch (laughs) dubs. But when, like, especially with anime, like, video essays, I really prefer the creator to use dubs because I, I spend a lot of time just listening to this stuff in the background. And, like, with a sub, when I just hear Japanese, if I'm not looking directly at the video, oh, yeah. you know, it's kind of annoying. I, I'm honest. I think it's just way better, honestly. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I definitely, yeah, I, I, I only uh, do that for, for video purposes. Ha, ha, ha. I, 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 I watch <laughs> subs outside. I'm cool. <laughs> Whatever you say, professor. <laughs> Speaking of professor, being professor? <laughs> speaking of your username, where did the name uh, Professor Bible come from? Uh, th- this is um, this this is always an interesting story. It's it's one I don't talk about much, just because it doesn't come up very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was actually um back when I did gaming content, the person I started um the channel with doing that stuff. Um, we went on a trip, um, like a couple hours away from where we live. Um, and we were just staying in like a crappy motel room. We'd pretty much done everything there was to do in this, like, it's just like a small historical town. Um, so we pretty much like did everything there was to do. So we're sitting in this this motel room at like two in the morning and we both watched anime. We like gone to some cons and done cosplay and stuff. So he, he basically (laughs) said, you want to like watch this new anime? My friend recommended me. I was like, why not? I don't feel like sleeping. Sleeps for losers. True. Um, (laughs) 
so we were sitting in this hotel room at like 2 a.m. Uh, before we left, we had just finished Gurren Lagann. Um, and we loved it. Like I have a, a VRL cosplay that I only have like one picture of because I'm stupid. Um, but he was like instantly one of my favorite characters. So that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we were in this hotel room watching this new anime that it like had just come out. It was only sub. People hadn't hadn't heard of it yet. Uh, and it's this little known title called My Hero Academia. <laughs> um, so we we saw it before like like. It was, it was probably pretty close to release, or at least, like, before it had its boom into, like, the popular side of media. And we, we finished all of season one that night. And as we were sitting there watching Aizawa roll in in his sleeping bag, um, I can't remember if I said it or if he said it, but he was like, I think that's what V-Roll would be like as a professor. And my brain did some word association of, like, professor? V- that sounds really good. And it was just, like, it became, like, my name like everything online from like minecraft to youtube from that point on uh-huh okay that is not at all what i expected i gotta be honest with you yeah it's very much like it feels like it doesn't fix it feels like it should be like a lot of what i do is from like i i, I kind of want to teach people perspective so like you think it'd be from there but no it's, it's from 2 a.m hotel rooms uh-huh and like professor viral to me, that just sounds like it sounds like a really good username. I kind of figured at first that it was like um, it was it was viral. Yeah, yeah, like viral yeah. videos and stuff like that. You know, because you make yeah, stuff I mostly actually... about anime. Well, I guess actually doesn't sorry. Do well, that well, anyways, <laughs> nothing, nothing. No, I, I, I definitely like. I always think about that. Like when I branded it, I almost wish I had just spelled it as like viral because like I'm I'm terrible at like promoting myself or saying that my content is like good even though like i i know like i know it is but i'm terrible at saying it so i feel so i'm like oh i feel so pompous like professor viral like i make viral videos uh no i get that i get that stuff is very good though i think the name is extremely (laughs) fitting honestly thank you i appreciate it especially for those uh those black lagoon videos that happen to go uh go pretty viral you could probably say that's that's the one point where it fit um the the most viewed one the the first one about rock is just under four hundred thousand views. Oh, I think. Oh, jeez, man. Yeah, no, it's it's insane because I had like my most viewed video for the longest time was uh, why Tokyo Ghoul Re Two is like the worst anime ever, um, and that steadily get got for like the longest time. Like, and even now, I think it got back up to like three hundred views every forty eight hours. But it was like every two days, four hundred views, four hundred views, four hundred views. So that broke a hundred thousand and was like my top video forever. And then I woke up one weekend at a friend's house, like a month after the rock video was published on Black Lagoon. And I checked my phone and was like, oh, it got a thousand views in the past 48 hours. That's insane. And it just kept going up from there and like overtook that video almost immediately. Wow. Jeez, that is insane. Yeah, it it was it was the most wild thing that's ever happened to me on YouTube. Uh huh. How did it feel to see it like slowly rise to such an enormous amount of views? Oh, my God. It's um. It was it was one of the most validating things I've ever felt because again I've been doing this since like in, in different capacities and like over different kinds of content but I've been doing this for about six years now uh, and I got up to like um, just under three thousand subscribers doing content for the Yu Gi Oh trading card game and then I, I really hated the direction the game went into so I, I like quit the game and obviously I can't make content about something I don't do so. Mm-hmm. 
I was very much like disheartened by that. And then eventually kind of went like, oh, well, okay, I'll just, I'll transition it into anime. And that, that was a pretty quick transition, but I wasn't posting very regularly because of co- concerns with college, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I say obviously, that's not obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because of, of college and um, um, for a while it was like, I was getting like two subscribers a day one subscriber the next day zero the next day two the next day and, and it was that very slow progression like i i broke three thousand, yay and then within like a month i woke up at like ten thousand, and that was always the number in my head where i was like that feels like success even though you can't like live off of it it's, it's very much like you see that number under a channel and you're like i can trust this mm-hmm. um so like I, I it's just an abstract number that that doesn't mean anything but i hit it and it was like because of that video and it, it's the wildest experience yeah, i don't even know how to describe insane. it like i feel like i haven't processed it yet it was definitely very well deserved i have to say <laughs> thank you thank you I, I i always appreciate the my community is so nice there's so many comments on, especially on those videos that's like this is great keep going and even simple stuff like that just like honestly that's like one of the most important things you can do for like any channel you like is like, and that I've very much started doing after making content is like, just even just simple comments, like, thank you for making this. Like they, it means so much. I completely agree. Like literally any comment saying that anything I'm doing is slightly good is like enough motivation to keep me going for a few, oh my for God. A few months. Yeah. It's like, I'll wake up and be like, oh, I have no motivation. And I'm like, I'll check the comments. And I see one nice comment. It's like, let's go. I'm ready for the day. <laughs> it's like drinking coffee oh yeah i do, do a lot of that too <laughs> <laughs> so i think you said earlier that you didn't actually have any like prior experience with or interest in philosophy before you started making videos except that one intro to ethics class yep so do you have a degree in like psychology or philosophy or anything of that sort uh i i do not um <laughs> And this is something I'll have to explain because it's it's like very much obscure and, and um, like a newer thing not many people know about. Um, but I have a degree in mechatronics engineering with a minor in robotics engineering. Mechatronics sounds like a, the name of a kid's anime. I have to be honest. It's, it's very much like whenever I bring it up, people are like, so you build transformers? <laughs> and I'm at, it's like kind of, I guess. <laughs> sounds like a pretty cool job to me it's um it, it, it very much depends on like because it, it's such a broad field because what it uh combines is uh mechanical engineering electrical engineering and then like a mix of controls and industrial engineering and then you add on to that the robotics minor and basically like the simplest like i'm just an engineer like i just work at a place that does engineering mm-hmm. uh there's so many options options to where it's like some jobs i'm like that's very exciting and others it's that's the most dull thing i've ever seen oh my god uh-huh do you like um, your so job? yeah uh i actually <laughs> i very much made the decision to go to engineering based on um the like the pr- genuine like or general pressures of the world from family to um seeing success in media to being told about success or seeing it through a family member and those people that you hear about in those situations just based on whether it's bias or 
um, just narrative is generally, you know, a doctor or an engineer or a scientist or or something or like a lawyer, something that sounds very good written on a fancy piece of paper. Um, and I, I didn't care much about the direction of my life when I was younger. Um, so I but I just knew that, oh, everyone has told me this was good. I've been told I get good grades in science. I guess I should be an engineer. And I sat down for 10 minutes in a, a library and researched engineering and went, yeah, okay, I guess, I guess I'll guess i go for engineering. Um, it's like, it was like a snap decision. Like I was still, I was still a stupid kid who didn't like know like how much the decision really meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point I just hadn't been exposed to things that I really liked. Like I didn't have many courses that were geared towards creative things, or at least not ones that were viewed as important. Um, you know, there was very much like a, a, a parental influence from one side of, you know, you'll go and be successful and make a lot of money at this. Um, so I did it and I figured out like two years through that I just hated it. Um, and so like I had like a, a major change, but I stuck in engineering because like I didn't know what else to do. And I already felt like I'd sunk so much time and money into it. So I kept going with it. Um, but I very much hit a point where I went, I can't do this. Um, and that's part of what kind of makes me so motivated to, to do this stuff and, and like make content that I feel valuable in because it just always feels like there's a lot of people and I, I'm not, a, I'm, I don't even think I'm a good case of this. I think I've still been very lucky despite um, kind of slightly being forced into something I don't like. Um, in that a lot of people just don't get to do something they love. Um, and I, I very much feel that in having paid so much money to do something that I have no love for. Um, mm-hmm. So like a, a very much a big part of this is like, this is something I feel I add value to the world with. It's something I want to do in that way. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, sorry to like, I, I feel like I was like, I'm very jokey. And then all of a sudden I turned it to like serious 11 no, that's completely okay. That's what this podcast is for. That's like genuinely really interesting. Would you say that you like definitely regret making that split second decision to go into engineering? I very much do. Like if, if I could go back and say anything to my younger self, like there's many things I could say because I very much don't enjoy the person I was for the longest time. Um, but there's definitely, like, if I could say one thing, it was like, make that decision count. Don't go based on what other people think you should be go based on what you think you should be. And, and no one really knows at that time. Like, I can't blame anyone because we just don't know ourselves yet. And we're very much forced to make such an important decision at such a young age without knowing ourselves. And it feels very defining for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the, like, if I could give one advice to my yourself, it would be like, take more than 10 minutes and apply to more than one school. Holy crap. <laughs> Okay, interesting. I'm sure that'll actually be some really helpful advice for a lot of the people listening, myself included, honestly. <laughs> Especially, I know at least a few of my friends watching this are um, at the level where they're going into college, or they will be within the year, and it is really important to think about that decision, because that's going to be at least the next four years of your life, if not yeah. the entirety of it. And I, I was actually just editing a video where I asked some subscribers for like submissions about their like story with anime and how they came to watch it and a good few of them were were in that like 16 to 18 range so it is definitely very much like not many people care about the decision at that point or know what they want to do but even if you don't it's like genuinely like yeah very much like 
even though I feel like it shouldn't be, it is a very important decision. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It really, it really sucks to put that much pressure, like such a huge life decision, on someone who is way too young to understand how who has made means. no life decisions. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so you definitely mentioned you wanted to make like you definitely want to make a career out of this, right? Of the uh, of making video essays. Correct. Um, there's definitely some like overlap into like even if I'm just an editor or even if I'm just a uh, like a camera operator, like if it if it went to that or scripting for other people or just hosting for other people, um, I just want to be involved in like the creative process some way. But this is definitely the dream of like I can make stuff that I find valuable that I can like. I don't even want to say like learning or like making people learn, but like that kind of thing where it's like a very much part of what like influenced me to want to do this was seeing like a video. And I went, that's like a philosophical, I didn't recognize them as philosophical concepts yet, but it was that like, wow, like I, I never thought of the world in that way. Like, even if it's something like basic, most people might know sometimes something you say just hits someone and they'd like that. Well, I, I, didn't think about that and it, it drives this passion to learn and, and, and search into something more which is i think one of the most like fundamental aspects of being human is asking why um so i love that i can fulfill that why even if just for like a couple moments for someone that's awesome that's a really cool motivation i respect that a lot thank you i will definitely say your videos have made me think about a lot of different things and i feel like i've learned a lot while watching them I think like the oh, amount of I... educational uh, stuff you put into them, like about the the dictionary of obscure sorrows, for example, that's like so interesting to me. Yeah, that's um, and for anyone who watches um, the YouTube channel Vsauce, which is obviously one of like the the largest channels or was, um, <laughs> they'll probably notice a little bit of overlap because that was one of my main inspirations, and I feel like the best summary of it is um. I forget what the exact quote was. I think it was when he was talking, when Michael Stevens, the host of Vsauce, was talking with Adam Savage. He said something along the lines of, um, you you make a video that get like someone sees it and they go, oh, that's an interesting question. I want to click on that and see the answer. And then throughout the course of the video, you slip in little educational bits of knowledge or little other questions that they might want answered. And you kind of trick people into learning through like something they like. Like for me, it's the medium of anime. Um, so it's very much that kind of like, haha, I tricked you into learning a little bit. Uh huh. Interesting. Dang, that's like, that's really cool, actually. I hope anybody <laughs> watching this can take some, can take a, take a page out of your book on that, because that's awesome. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah, so you said that Vsauce is a big inspiration for you. What other creators have inspired your content? Um, oh man, um, this one is, it's weird because a lot of my influences um, aren't from people who make anime content. Just It's it's like just more scarce on YouTube, so you don't run into it as much. Like, um, obviously there's like a, a few, like, uh, I've definitely watched like a lot of Mother's Basement videos. Um, and I, I, I forget all the names right now because I'm terrible. I'm so sorry to all the amazing anime YouTubers. Um, <laughs> um, but a lot of like talking about anime gets very technical. Um, so a lot of my inspirations are kind of like outside of the anime community. Really? Um, so yeah, um, one, one of my main ones is actually um, Nerd Cubed. 
he he is probably one of my like biggest inspirations for making content and he is just like a variety gaming channel really that's interesting um but like it's kind of weird because he was one of like the people who like within six months his channel shot up like this was like 10 years ago now he's been around forever um but like it shot up and then like the pressure of it got to him and he kind of stagnated um and like maybe like four years ago now he started doing really interesting things with his content where he was a gaming youtuber but his introductions were like the most insane stuff like it was him having fake converse like obviously like it, it was just acting it wasn't a real conversation but like he was acting out a conversation with his mom on the phone of like no you probably you probably shouldn't watch today's video it gets a little weird or like like yeah no a, a slideshow of glitched screens probably isn't a good video and just doing stuff that he wanted to do that was insane um and that very much influenced me of like i'm just gonna talk about things that interest me and it might get a little insane but like if it does that's fine uh-huh okay interesting interesting that's also like some incredible advice this is gonna be a very i have to say i think this will be a very good episode for anyone who's looking <laughs> to make content on youtube to watch some extremely valuable so. advice on this um Okay, so if YouTube were to shut down today, what would you do? Oh my god, cry. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably just like cry forever. Um same here. I'm I'm very bad with um like I've definitely gotten skills in like video production. I think that um even like some of the larger YouTubers I watch um, and it like, it's different content. So like it, it's different expectations and different needs, but I feel like I definitely have like grown my editing skills to even better than some of like the, you know, 2 million plus subscriber channels I watch. Mm -hmm. um, and like the, like um, length of videos and different stuff, but then they all got very good at um, knowing what to do to like sell themselves of like, I need this other website, I need this Instagram, my Twitter, and I'll start on Twitch and I'll do all these other things. And they have side options. And they're like how a lot of YouTubers go on to, to write books or, or do speaking tours or things. And I have nothing. I have no like other like channel or, or, or like medium of any kind. I'm so like video focused in what I do. Um, <laughs> so if YouTube shut down, I would definitely just like, oh God, I, I guess Vimeo? <laughs> I mean, I guess that'd be the only option, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a scary thought. For me, it'd be like, if Twitch shut down, I don't, I don't know what I would do. Like, I mean, obviously, I haven't blown up that much yet, but I really want to keep doing this, and it would really suck to have to face a hurdle like that, you know? Have it taken over. Yeah, and like, it's, it's a weird thing because um, I, I don't, like, it's similar to arguments that might be made through entitlement, but I don't think it is because... This is also just people's livelihoods. And it's so exactly. weird that at like the whim of an algorithm or someone like a lawsuit or whatever it may be, like it could just go away. Like it's a joke I make because I play Pokemon Go and it's, it's very much like the joke I make with it is I need to catch all these legendaries for virtual glory that can be deleted at any second when they feel like it. Mm -hmm. uh, like everything is like it's all like it's physical because it's stored as like data and that there's physicality and, and you know um uh digital aspects of that but like it's it's so abstract like it could just disappear like that's a thing that could happen mm -hmm. it's terrifying man yeah oh, and especially with like 
Exactly. And like seeing the little, you know, the little yellow dollar sign show up is like, especially what, if this was your livelihood, I like that is a oh horrible feeling, I'm sure. None that's that's the. Sorry, sorry. I, I get like excited and feel like I, I talk over you too much. I'm no, 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 no. You're completely that. fine. You're the one being interviewed here. Do not <laughs> worry about it. Um, the one liberating thing about this not being a livelihood is you can just make whatever. I can, I can say the wildest, most insane stuff. I can like the the Evangelion video. I was very honest in the monetization. Like I went through and clicked all these options of like. It includes all these dark topics or like the Cowboy Bebop history one. Like it includes me talking about active terrorism. And I can do that because it's not my livelihood. So I can like see that little yellow dollar sign and go, whatever. It was insane. It was a weird ramble. It went off the rails. Mm -hmm. But like that's the only liberating thing is like I don't have to worry about that just yet. Okay. And are you, does the thought that you will have to worry about that one day if like you do decide to stop engineering and focus 100% on this? Does that scare you at all? Does that like uh, kind of detract from the excitement of it? It does a little bit. Uh, there is definitely, because this is something I've seen from every creator I've, I've ever watched on YouTube, um, is, is very much you get to that point where there's that expectation that goes along with the very like monetary side of things too, where it's like now, like if I were to stop, I would be devastated because I just wouldn't, I've very much tied my self-worth to this, which is a terrible thing to do. Um, but like, I'd be devastated, but I'd be okay. But if it was my career and I was 10 years into it and I hadn't used my degree or my education in, in like eight years, um, it would, it would be terrifying. Like there is very much that like, and especially too, because a big part of enjoyment is getting to make what you want to make. So if there's a certain topic that you can't make money off of, like that cowboy bebop, like a video talking about history involving war or, or events of tragedy, different things like that. Um, there's certain content you just can't make, which I very much hate because it's like, I think I'm at my best when I talk about whatever's been on my mind for the past three months. And when I can't do that, I definitely feel like it suffers a little bit. Okay, interesting, interesting. Hello, everybody. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Really wanted to quick, just uh, put a quick inter interjection in here. When I streamed these live, Professor Viral and I, we took a little break, like just a bathroom break. And when we came back, I cut out pretty much most of what we like. Uh, I cut out all the break, obviously, because there's just no need to, for that to be in the edited version of the podcast. However, it kind of transitioned from something I said on that break. Um, I was talking about when I would... Um, when this video was going to be released. And I was talking about, like, try I was trying to figure out the math and the schedule. And then he kind of transitioned off of that into something important, and I didn't want to cut that out. So, yeah, just saying, that's what it was. Wow, this is a 40-second interjection. All right, bye. Oh, math is hard, remind like, just that phrase reminds me of when I took 13 Calc 2 finals in the span of three days. Oh, my gosh. 13 yeah, for just Calc 2? Yeah, because she put out she she put up like five old practice ones, Ooh. um, and I did each of them twice, and then three of them one more time each to make sure I passed the final. <laughs> Jeez, man, that is a serious amount of studying. Oh my god, I had no life in college. Um, <laughs> like I, I'd like because I, I, um, I was it's I've been I've had like a weird life journey because all of through high school I just like stayed up till three a.m. playing Call of Duty, and like video games and did nothing with my life. Mm -hmm. And then, like, once I got into college, like, not even, like, my first semester, but, like, a, like the second semester, like, a switch flipped where I was like, okay, I will now do nothing but work for the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Nice, nice. <laughs> oh man, I'm hoping that switch does not flip for me. I got to be honest, especially since I'm going to college next oh, uh, it's fall. Oh gosh, <laughs> can't wait. Let's go. <laughs> so, what is your favorite anime, and why is it Psychopaths? I was like, I was waiting, like, <laughs> I was about to like shout Psychopaths, and you beat me to it. <laughs> Oh, oh, every um, fan of yours knows, man. <laughs> no hiding this. The amount of videos on your channel about psychopaths. <laughs> oh my god, I've, I know. I've, I've had. I think I, I've had a few subscribers get even like legitimately annoyed and like stop posting every week. It's psychopaths. <laughs> um, but no, it is. It's very much psychopaths. It is the most numerously talked about thing on the channel. Um. God, there's so I. This is a dangerous question. I could talk about it for like three hours, so I'll, I'll keep it short, obviously. <laughs> um, but I love Psycho. It's definitely my favorite. If you haven't seen it to everyone ever, even if you don't like anime, go watch it. It's the greatest piece of media ever produced ever. Um, <laughs> I j it's just, it was very much the first thing. And this isn't even saying like it's exclusive to anime or I hadn't even like watched something with it. Maybe I just didn't recognize it. But it was very much the first thing I watched where afterwards I sat down and thought about something like, was the villain right? Uh -huh. Like it, it's very much has an ending that isn't happy. It's it, to me, it's very cyclical, even though they go on to make more seasons. I think it was designed just to be one season. It was designed to be a very non-satisfactory ending. And it was the first time I watched something like that, where it was not afraid to say things didn't work out. Okay. One of like, no one ended up in a better place than they started in. Everything, for the most part, is worse, except for one character who grew um, more, who had strengthened herself, but um, become a little bit colder as a result. Uh -huh. um, it was very much the first thing where, like, there were, there were scenes that weren't shocking because of any content, but because of the ideas that were brought up. Where a villain looked at the heroes and said, you don't deserve to catch me. You don't have the resolve. You don't have the free will in this society that has had free will robbed from it um that's just like a quick explainer for anyone who hasn't seen it um basically the premise is it's 2112 so it's a future japan that's isolated itself from the world and uh, through like a complex system of scans they can predict if you are going to commit a crime or have the potential to before you do um so it's very much like you become a latent criminal which means like you have the potential to be one even though you haven't done anything yet so it's this hyper peaceful society, the only one left on Earth, but they also have lives that are completely structured. If they show any stress, they're locked up as a criminal. Their life uh, path is chosen out based on a series of tests that tell them what they're best at. Uh, and so one of the main themes running through it is what is free will and do these people still have it? And every character co um, contributes something to that, something beautiful and unique and amazing that all meshes together. And it was the first piece of media that made me think about something as deep as that. And that's why I will love it forever. Mm -hmm. That's a super valuable experience. I have to say, I've definitely had a similar experience. I think with uh, Death Parade, definitely be the first one that really Another, made me Yeah, very much so. Very much that like idea of, oh God, it's, I can't even, it's such a sad anime, but I love it. <sighs> Same, man. So good. I loved your video about it, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, that was another. One, that was one of my like weird returns to very technical discussions. But I think like 
I, I there's sometimes I like going and, and like looking at something and saying like, why did this work? Even though it's so contrary to what should work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really interesting. Okay, so, and the, so we know your favorite anime, of course. What is your yeah. least favorite anime? Uh, so the, this is actually kind of funny because uh, whenever I was like really getting into anime, like I had watched like as a kid, then a little bit at like 16 and then like really got into it maybe at like 20 to 21 and i watched tokyo ghoul and then i watched psychopaths and my least favorite anime of all time is tokyo ghoul re season two um it's like a weird pick because it's very like you know it's the last one in four seasons so it's very much like specific to the anime but it's like from everything I've heard about how it adapted the source material to how it treated characters to how the story was laid out, like they would introduce three characters just to kill off one of them. But then they have three more characters they have to deal with. It tried to condense so much manga into such a short anime, and it just feels like. I don't know, like it, it's like it's treating you like you're stupid, like it feels so fan servicey. The animation got so much worse from the first two seasons it has a happy ending when it shouldn't. It's very like there's this whole idea of like what sacrifice the main character is going to have to make. And then he just has to make none. He just gets to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like very much the kind of like opposite ending to psychopaths where it started with some of these themes of like a man stuck between two worlds, which one of them is right. And then it just ends with, Oh, I guess both of them are fine. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Honestly, good choice. I completely um, agree with you. I love the Tokyo Ghoul manga, but oh my gosh, you just cannot condense something like that is, is that oh well God. written and has such a complex story into a like short anime like that. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no way. Yeah, it's a shame what to like see a show get so like ruined by needing to fit into a twelve episode limit. I have I have very much gone on on a tangent about that to people who didn't even watch anime before. <laughs> um, like I I had one friend specifically. Like she, they were just having like a, a bad day, and like they were just driving and like listen. I just like I need to not think. Like you could just talk at me, and I really wouldn't care. Like you could talk about anime. Like it doesn't even matter. And I was like, I guess I could like rant about Tokyo Ghoul Re again, but like I do that all the time, and that just. It's just, it was so good, and then it ended up so bad, and the next time I looked down, 30 minutes had gone by. <laughs> and without realizing it, I had ranted to this person about Tokyo Ghoul for 30 minutes, when I was trying not to. That is incredible. <laughs> I can relate yeah. to that, dude. <laughs> it is so fun yeah, to rant good. about something, though. I'm never, like, at parties, but I just, like, imagine, like, I'd be that guy in the corner, like, with someone trapped, just, like, explaining, like, and this is why Tokyo Ghoul Re sucks. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's perfect. So, which of your videos is your favorite? Oh, um... There's some that, like, I think the, the... in-depth makashima video it might be the most important like not like in terms of growth but in terms of like my personal writing growth might be the most important because it kicked off the string of like character focused videos um 
but I think my favorite, and this is one that did not do well, has like never done well since, just like never really got any traction. But it was my first like 30 minute, I mean, not maybe not my first, but it was like the first in a while, like 30 minute plus video. The first one where I talked about like some very abstract concepts in a while and just went like, this has been on my mind since I saw it. I want to say it. Uh, and it's a video I did called Cowboy Bebop and Moving On. Uh, and it's basically like a 30 minute um, ramble going over each of the characters and what they specifically do involving their past and how they move on. Uh, and kind of like the theme of Cowboy Bebop, to me at least, it, that goes along with like 90s anime that very much focused on one emotion. To me, Cowboy Bebop is about loneliness because there are these, there's this ragtag group of bounty hunters in space who are together but they don't know everything about each other there's no coherent plot line that's being followed because they don't have coherent lives uh it's this very meta narrative about loneliness even when you're together with people and that's i think the ending plays into that better than anything i've ever watched has into like a singular emotion um dang that's interesting and basically the, the video was basically just exploring that and what each character added to it um and it was the first time i had also made a video where i decided i was going to like set a mood where i very much like oh that was the also the first time i copied um uh eye catches from an anime which is something i've done with like black lagoon there's like the gunshot and then the shaking text that i've had in i think every video um i did that with cowboy bebop for the first time because it has such interesting eye catches where the commercials are supposed to go uh, so it was like the first time I copied those and sat down and was like, I'm going to write this with a specific mood in mind where like, I want someone to feel an emotion when they're watching this. Like I want to craft an emotional experience. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I did that. And even though it never did well, it's like my favorite thing I've ever made. I think. That's interesting. I, I do think I've watched that video before, but I, I must've watched it while I was really late at night or something. Cause I don't remember <laughs> it very well. I love cowboy Bebop though. So I'll definitely have to give it another listen. Uh, yeah, Cowboy Bebop is it's it's very much in that like '90s um, line of like Trigun, uh, Evangelion, like just so many like all-time classics that people will just like watch until the end of time. Um, but it, there's so much I could say about it. Like I could probably make 17 videos if I rewatched it. You should, man. I would love to see that so much. There needs to be more talk about Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's I I don't want it to like fade away. Because like it's all, like it was on like I don't even know if it's still on Adult Swim or if it's still a thing, but like I know it was on their original lineup, and it's like it was like such a persistent thing since. But like we're starting to see anime fans who haven't watched it yet, and like I remember specifically when I was researching the history of it, one of the things from the creator, um, I'm gonna butcher his name, I apologize, um, Shinichiro Watanabe was he inspired the crew by saying this is something that people are going to watch for like. 30 years keep going we can do this we can make something that great and he That's succeeded awesome. but like i think it's so good it should keep going like it's something that people that are like he was right it just deserves to be watched until like the end of time exactly it's so timeless dude it's a masterpiece yeah an absolute classic i could say and a I lot about it but i'm holding myself back <laughs> yeah no I, i'll i'll i should stop as well <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so which of your videos is your least favorite? Oh, man, I, I, I feel like I had one in mind um, earlier, and then I forgot. Um, a lot of my earlier videos are pretty rough. 
um, just because of like, I was so afraid to use clips. Like it was just moving images edited on top of moving images. And it took like a month to edit each one because of that. Um, and like the mic quality was so bad. Like this isn't my like pick, but I, I remember like the first big video on my channel that still exists is when I talked about a comic, a kill. And I opened it by saying in this really weird voice, it, it went something like this. Akame good kill. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like 30,000 people have seen this. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Um, least favorite video. Um, I, There's another one I did for Cowboy Bebop, which was the beautiful contradiction of Cowboy Bebop, which was very much like the night before I was supposed to release a video. I was like, I have nothing. And I sat down. I was like, I'm just going to rant about Cowboy Bebop. I'm going to edit it down this night. I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to put it out. And that'll be the video. Um, And like, there were definitely like, actually, no, that's my pick because of what happened after that. Um, <laughs> there's, It was very much um, like something I wanted to do where for the first time in a while, I let myself sit down and like pure mind flow writing whatever I'm feeling, which is something I'm terrible at, like expressing myself through writing about an anime. Um, and I, it came out okay, but there was very much like the music um, did not fit very well. It was not lined up very well with, with the flow of the video, which didn't really exist. Um, I, I did like some weird... Um, uh, like blur effects in the background to stretch everything to nine or 16 by nine rather than leaving it in four by three, even though there were no 16 by nine clips in the video. Um, so I could have just left it four by three, the thumbnail, like I never liked it. So I changed it a few times. Um, and it's my pick for least favorite because that was like when the channel was, was very much um, blowing up as well, or kind of like towards the tail end of the first spike. And it was the specific video that got picked for any tube digest because shapes had not seen black lagoon yet. So he could not watch the black lagoon video. Everyone was recommending. So he picked my most recent video, which was that one. And it was like the worst example of my content. And I was oh. just sitting there like, Oh, like this isn't the biggest like audience that like he's talking about too. But like, Oh, it just wasn't like the, the like first introduction I wanted people to have to my content. Oh, that's really unlucky, man. Yeah, uh, it just it just happened that way, and I was like, oh, whatever, it's okay, I guess. Mm -hmm. oh, it sucks. Must have worked to some extent, though. Yeah, it it it's still like it has like one thousand five hundred views right now. It, it's Cowboy Bebop, like it's not terrible. Like I think there was some decent content. It was just very unrefined. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got you. I got you. Got to stumble a bit before you can run, though, of course. Oh yeah. Okay, so last question I'll ask before I start taking questions from chat and Twitter. So, let's say, theoretically, uh, hypothetically, one of the writers from Psychopaths has just commented on one of your videos saying that he likes it a lot. How do you react? You could have just stopped it commenting on the video. <laughs> that would be enough to make me the happiest person in the world. Um, oh my god, if they said they... Oh, I apologize, you might have heard me accidentally tapped the mic there you're good you're good um one of my like biggest fears is writing something about an anime i love especially about a character 
and then somehow like the creator seeing it and just going you were way off base like that is not <laughs> right at all like i would be devastated if that happened like i think about it way too much even though that'll never happen um especially just because there's like a language disconnect between me and most people who make anime um that's true that's but true. like if again this is another name i'm gonna butcher because i have terrible american pronunciation um but if the creator uh Gen Urabuki would like comment on a video saying he liked it. I would never, I would be the most insufferable man on the face of the earth for at least like seven months because <laughs> I would bring it up to every single person on every single video. Like, the creator of Psychopaths likes my work, my life is complete. <laughs> I mean, honestly, who could blame you? Oh my, and that's like everything he does, I love too. Like, Monica Magica is amazing. Um, I'm somehow forgetting the other, his other works right now. I know I'm wa- going to watch Fate Zero soon just because I know it's another one of his works, but, like, I have not watched something of his yet that I have not enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really cool. i got to be honest, I'd probably be pretty much the exact same way if I got a comment like that on one of my videos. It'd be so insane. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take some questions from the Twitch chat now. I have four right from Canyon Campies, who was actually the first guest I had on this podcast. First episode Ooh. about fanfiction, which you all can check out yeah. on the channel. Which we should. It was a lovely, lovely watch. Listen. Yeah, I'm happy you enjoyed it. Okay, so first, have you read Junji Ito's Fragments of Horror? Or any I Junji ha- Ito work? I have not. Uh, it's definitely like a name I've heard. I've definitely seen some of the art, um, but I have not personally seen any of it yet, which is probably a bit of a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff about it too, but I haven't really read any of it because horror is just <laughs> not my genre. Yeah, I um, I'm like slowly getting more into horror. Um, like it's a, it's this kind of weird cycle of like I won't seek it out, but like occasionally like I'll be somewhere where someone's watching it or something like that, and it like something will happen that very much like disgusts me, like a very visceral reaction to horror, and I process it for two weeks, and then I go, okay there's some creativity that can be drawn from that. There's something you can do with that, with horror in a very specific way. And like, it slowly turns from like disgust into um, inspiration. So I I feel like I do need to get more into it at some point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So have you considered Patreon for a form of money gain? So you don't have to rely on YouTube monetization. I actually uh, just recently relaunched my Patreon, which is (laughs) patreon.com. Slash Professor V Rawls. Wow. Uh, wow. Shilling. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so bad at like promoting myself or that like I, I have had it for like two months and I have not mentioned it <laughs> much in videos because <laughs> I'm very terrible at it. Um, because like I, I always have this like, I know uh, specifically in my um, Black Lagoon video about Roberta, like that was the first time I got a comment that said like, hey, like, this mid-roll stuff you're doing and, like, the placement of uh, and different things, like, hurt the content of this video. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I can't, like, I can't believe I let that happen. I can never do it again. So I just didn't do outros for, like, two videos because I was like, I can't. I can't interrupt the flow of the video. I cannot do it. <laughs> um, so I got, like, even worse at promoting myself from that because I'm so, like, afraid of, like, hurting the, the value of the content in any way um but i definitely need to get like get better at just that being like yes i have a patreon um so i i do have one uh that i that i have launched recently okay 
Okay, cool, cool. I, I think I have actually seen it. I looked at a link to it while I was doing my my research, you might say. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, chat, or uh, not chat, anybody who's listening to this podcast after it goes up, if you would like to check out the Patreon, there will be a link to it in the description, as well as a link to anything else we mention, including every, uh, pretty much every video that is mentioned, including oh the ones that you said are your least favorite. You're a saint. <laughs> Except for that last part. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for your reaction no, to that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you might say I'm a saint, but it's really that my editor is a saint because I just put that expectation on them. Let's go. Have fun, B. <laughs> I love, there was a specific video. I forget what it was, but I used to do joke intros to all my videos. Um, so, Oh, it was on Dimension W because Kiyoma, the main character, has a beard. And I specifically said in the intro... And I tried to shave my hair into Kiyoma's beard, but I failed. So I'll have my editor do it instead. And it just cuts to me <laughs> turning around from my computer and going, Why would you say that? It's yourself. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, I love that. For the record, B, I will actually gather the links myself since I, know, since I already know these videos because I've watched most of them. Oh. Okay. Uh, next question from B. <laughs> Do you have any anime slash manga you've reviewed slash written on or just seen on your own that has affected your life greatly? Ooh, that I haven't viewed on. That you have. Oh, that I have. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, that makes it so much easier. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> obviously, Psychopaths. Like, I, I, I don't need to go over Psychopaths anymore. I've already taken up too much time of, of, this, of this podcast <laughs> on just Psychopaths. Um, Bebop for for sure was another one where like I watched it and afterwards I just like sat down and and just like felt like the existentialism creep in like I just was like oh like I need to think about this ending. Um, Happened to me when I finished watching it too. Oh yeah, it's I feel like it's like impossible not to have that happen. (laughs) Completely agree. Um, Trigun very much. Because that was one of the, the few times where I saw something do like a very mixed happy ending where it's it's very uncertain, but you feel like everyone has grown. You feel like Vash has become a little bit more complete. You know, he's taken the lessons of uh, Wolfwood and all the other characters to heart. Uh, and, and that duality of two characters in Trigon that is realism of save or, or like... To, to draw a rough comparison, utilitarianism, like the most happiness for the most people versus um, the more idealistic stance of Vash, which is um, everyone, just save everyone, do everything you can. Um, like, uh, you know, humans have a value. Um, that duality, which is something I think about all the time, very much hit me. So Trigun is, is for sure another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd be like... Um, remorse if i didn't mention black lagoon um it's very much real uh so it hasn't like in fact impacted me in like a philosophical way but it has impacted me in a very much of like why is this so real because it's it's an outlandish story at times like there's they're dodging bullets things make no sense people shouldn't be able to do this but everyone feels the most real that characters have ever felt to me um like there's specific moments where like characters will be having a fight and then it just kind of ends. Like one of them gets less serious, less involved, cracks a joke, and the fight's over. And that feels so real to me to not have closure. Um, so it's something I like endlessly respect about Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'm taking up so much time, so I'll just like name drop a few more. Uh, <laughs> Death Parade, obviously, for sure. Um, Good choice. Dororo to a slight extent. Yes! <laughs> I love Dororo so much. Dorara, that's how I found you. That's how I found you. Your video on Dororo, Sense of Self, that's how I found you. Oh my god. Oh, I was wow. just looking for videos on Dororo, man. I just I just wanted more Dororo, and your video hit oh, me different. Oh, so that's actually what's funny. I don't. I think I mentioned it in the video, but that was a script I had like thrown out like six months beforehand. Seriously? Um, so like that, yeah, that video almost didn't make it because I I remember... I was recording it in college and I hadn't recorded for a while. And I sat down and like everything I was doing face to camera because I didn't have a teleprompter at that point um, was very much like I just tried to remember it and then repeat it back. And I got so frustrated. It took 12 attempts. I didn't think it was anything worthwhile. And I just like I finished it and then I went, I can't look at this. I hate everything <laughs> about it because like it just frustrated me so much. And I just got rid of it all. And then six months later was like, you know, I like the content of this. Um, it was it was actually one of the first times I had like been very much like direct about like here is something I specifically researched like here's the link it's something psychological I didn't know about that I was learning with you mm -hmm. um, so it, it actually is a very like important video also in that um, way of like I failed at that at first and then found my footing with it again. So that's actually a, a pretty important video. And I'm really happy you did, because if you hadn't, we, I probably would I mean, not be interviewing you today. Yeah. Um, Monica Magica, Mob Psycho, um, even Gellion is, I want to talk about it so much more. I love the just pure depression of the series. Um, Steins Gate, Tokyo Ghoul, and Vinland Saga. And that, that's probably all my mentions. Mm, all good choices. I love Vinland Saga. Do you mean the anime or the manga? Uh, I have not read the manga. I've only seen the anime. Oh, man, you have got to read the manga. It is something else. <laughs> it's definitely another one of those checkout one days. Mm -hmm. Okay, I need to not go into anime discussion mode during this podcast. <laughs> I'm, like, holding myself back so much. Oh, me too. Uh, okay, last question from B. Uh, how do you go about beginning to decide what you want to do if you only have two years to decide? Do you have any suggestions for how, like, what someone should do when they're trying to decide what they want to do with their life? Like we mentioned uh -huh. earlier. God, um, that's hard to say just because I never had the drive to um, figure it out myself. Um, but one of the the great things about living in the modern world is even if we cannot directly experience things, we can at least witness the experience in some way. Like I have never been to um, like Germany, say, but I have watched videos where someone has been walking along the streets of Germany or like someone like a show set in germany different things like that um so it is very much of like just try to experience as much as you can because you're never going to know if you like something before you do it um so whether it's just like if you research something and think this sounds interesting and you go ahead and check out either someone else doing it or whatever uh facsimile of doing it yourself you can do as in like you're interested in video editing so you download like lightworks or a free video editing software that one might not still exist um and say like okay um you know i like this or you might even say i don't like this but you've at least crossed something off the list um mm -hmm. so uh, like this is hard and very abstract but the only real advice i can have is just try as much stuff even stuff you don't think you'll like um because you never know what's going to hit you in just the right way 
Interesting. Okay. That is some good advice. All right. Okay. So, in closing, do you have any last remarks or pieces of advice for anybody out there looking to create stuff? Oh. Hmm. Man, this is where, like, I wish I was in, like, what, like, because uh, I'm, I'm in a little bit of, like, the mind flow mood right now, just because I've been, like, talking and, and, like, getting into it, um, where I could just, like, spout something off and say it. But, um, because there's obviously, like, so much where it's, like, uh, like, keep going and, and all the stuff that you hear a lot. But, um, I guess, like, kind of my thing on it is, um, expectation, whether it's from yourself or from what you have, taken in from a narrative or from media or from you know external influences or interpersonal influences um can be one of either like the can be good or can be such a damaging thing um but like don't let expectation get to you uh that that's that's like why my like big piece of like um technical advice is to like make definitely a few copies or a few um very like a few videos before you post anything just because um it will get disheartening and it will probably take a while like i I, it's weird because i try to be very honest about the the content creation process and it's a slog at times um but if you are doing it like if you sit down and say you want to get into video editing and you start editing a video and you keep doing it and you feel fulfilled it's something worth doing because at the end of the day, it's it's always great to be able to teach other people or present something and, and, and uh, help someone learn or make them think about something they never have before. But what's important um, outside of the expectations and pressures of normal life is feeling fulfilled and doing what you think you enjoy. Um, so very much just like try it out. And if you enjoy it and you feel good about it and you feel like you're adding value to your life and even maybe by extension the world stick with it because we need more beautiful people like that wow okay thank that is hard (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the podcast professor Uh, no problem um thank you for having me this is this is like a small like being interviewed is like a very dream come true kind of thing so um (laughs) it's very much interesting i appreciate so much being able to come on yeah man i was very happy to have you this was super fun right (laughs) oh very much so all right this has been the fourth episode of the create stuff podcast I hope you enjoyed. Thank you all so much for coming, especially to all of you who are chatting live with us. I really hope you enjoyed, and I will see you all in the next time. See you. Hey, thanks so much for watching the fourth episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed. Keep in mind that everything mentioned in the podcast is linked in the description, probably unless I missed something. I apologize if I did. In fact, if I did miss something that I mentioned in the episode that I did not uh, link in the description, please let me know in the comments so that I can fix that. If you think that his content sounds interesting at all, seriously, give Professor Viral a chance. His YouTube link is in the description, and I bet you'll like it, honestly. If you'd like to support the Create Stuff podcast, my Patreon link is in the description. Just a dollar a month helps so much, but if you can't give me money, thus a like, a comment, and a subscribe seriously does more for me than I could ever tell you. I really hope you enjoyed, and remember, this is all streamed live on twitch.tv slash and Hopefully during the next interview, I can see you in chat. I would love to say hi to you there. Let me give you a quick thank you to all of my uh, Patreon supporters. Thank you to Sammy Sue Support and Tonkatsu. Could not do this without you guys. And if you want your name to be read out like this, link in the description. Just a dollar a month, and I will read your name out at the end of every podcast. And every video I make in general. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you in episode 5.